they made it the farthest, made it the final like uh, hostage, and clearly, clearly just shot the hostage in the head. Like <laughs> uh, I was like, "What the hell?" And it's just like, and like I don't know. Like I just like I, I panicked. He choked. He choked, bro. <laughs> and it was really funny. I just like so forever. Like that is that was a perfect uh, shot to the hostage's head. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Another Dead Pixel, a podcast about games, anime, entertainment, life, a little bit of everything in between. I'm your host, Joe, and with me today, the person who loves to do the Rocky Horror Picture Show every uh, Halloween without fail as a ritual of sorts, uh, Nick, how's it going? It's good. It's good. Um, I uh, I hate to, to, to break it to you, but I didn't, I didn't go see Rocky Horror Picture Show this Halloween. Oh, what a disappointment, man. Uh, I was, I just assume it was your excuse to openly dress in drag every year. So. Well, I don't need an excuse for that in uh, this day and age, but uh, yeah. I'm glad you own it now. That and, is so great. That's yeah. Good for you. I definitely uh, do my queen cosplay. <laughs> Freddie Mercury I mean, you cosplay. Mean, it's like Tim Curry's um, Sweet Transvestite from Transsexual Transylvania. I mean, literally the groundbreaking role. And then it's like the same person who did Annie. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Tim Curry, his voice is wild. Just that. <laughs> I can't think of anything to say, but uh, anyway, that's uh, Tim Curry. Um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I think I've joked about this on the podcast. I know we've joked about it off the podcast, but I've actually never seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show all the way through. Every time I've gone to see like a, I don't know, like an interactive, interactive viewing I've left in uh, right, like right at the middle of it. Um, that's been only two times, maybe three. Um, but I think if I go back ever again, I'm going to keep up the, the tradition and and just leave in the middle of it, like I always do. Uh, but yeah, I kind of wish I'd gone. I didn't really work very hard to try to go see it this year. Um, nobody, nobody I knew was uh, was really into that. Um, I don't know. I probably should have. I, I kind of wish I'd looked for it and, and tried a little harder. But yeah, um, Halloween at work, we we dressed up. I just wore my uh, my Middle Earth uh, Hobbit cloak. Um, that was cool. Some people some people dressed up as different things. There was uh, my boss was uh, Ted Lasso. He had like this tracksuit, and uh, he he kind of he kind of looks similar, and uh, that worked pretty well. Um, somebody else was an F1 driver. This one girl was an F1 driver. Another girl was a baseball player. Another girl was a uh, penguin. Another girl was a, uh, was a uh, Grogu. Um, and, uh, I think that's pretty much, pretty much it. But anyway, it was a lot of I fun. heard, I heard you say the penguin, not just a penguin. And then I'm like, oh wait, no, you probably Sorry. just said penguin. The no, animal, no, no. Not Sorry. She wasn't Batman even a penguin. Character. It looked like a penguin at first, but really it was a unicorn. Now that I'm thinking about it, okay, it was uh, it was just a, it was just a, a black unicorn, um, so yeah, <laughs> with with a white belly, but anyway, uh, so people got into it a little bit this year, um, which was fun, uh, yeah, but how was your Halloween? Yeah, it was all right. I decided to uh, you know, get to just about freezing here, so it started to flurry, uh, ah. a little up north. 
some friends they're like yeah we got snow on the ground it's like it's so cold that uh we only made it down the block and came back but because there was no kids uh my buddy's friend uh my buddy's daughter just got like fistfuls of candy they're like yeah no one's coming so here you go so he's like yeah we just made it down the block and back but you know she made bank like, I'm like that's cool five houses and like 50 houses worth of candy that's pretty cool yeah we made it uh we, we made it around the block but we also went to uh my wife's work where the kids got their body weight and candy uh yeah it's just it was kind of funny uh, it's just like well cool. thanks for contributing to my children's diabetes uh <laughs> kind of started me on. no it's they had they had a good time and uh we went ahead and visit there's a house like a block over where it has these uh this nice old these nice old Bettys that always do uh like Halloween and the you know they have not just uh candy but they have like snacks a full like uh, snack tray for the adults they're like yeah you want some cheese and crackers and this and that and it was funny because last year they're like yeah you want some you know like you want some like you know pretty much nice beer I'm like sure and so because of that this year we were like well if we see them again if they're still alive uh we will we'll give them we like we brought some alcohol just for them and we're like all right and they're like hey and then one of the ladies actually remembered our daughter's name and we're like dang and that was actually really impressive so yeah we we ended up chilling there for a while and uh my kids ended up just eating like fistful of uh pretzels and uh, crackers it was pretty funny uh but yeah then my my son started handing out their candy to the uh, other trick-or-treaters just went ahead and just helped themselves they're like here you go <laughs> This is what we do, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a good time. Uh, a little, but a little too cold. Uh, it yeah. kind of sucked in, on that front, but it could have been worse. So, well, I mean, it was in the uh, 30s. Yeah. It was in the 30s here, um, which is pretty wild for Texas in October. But um, so that was kind of cool. Well, you must have all thought the world was ending. I mean, <laughs> yeah, like people people were pretty uh, pretty cold. It's actually the cold doesn't bother me as much as it used to. I guess I'm better at dressing for it now. But, uh, yeah, I was just, I don't know. Usually it's usually you can't count on it being cold until after Halloween or being not summer until after Halloween, uh, fall. Well, I was going to say you ended up, you ended up leaving it overseas in you know, in Asia. So both Japan and uh, China and those houses aren't well insulated. So you had to adapt in yeah. one form or another when you sleep and it's like, when you sleep, when you go to sleep and it's like 50 in your room, uh, yeah, that's um, something you kind of just have to get used to. I don't know, but but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good weather here. It's gotten warmer again though, so kind of nice yeah. today actually. Well, I mean that's good for you. Uh, it's it's now, <laughs> you know, it's about to get worse for us. Yeah, but that's you know it is what it is. But no, I just remember in Japan, looking up at you know from from your futon. And just like taking a deep breath and then just seeing a puff of like, you know, smoke. I'm like, ah, oh, crap, it's going to be cold. And then you make it like, it's just, you have to work up the courage to get out from underneath the blanket. Uh. Yeah, that was always hard. Oh, God. I remember running into the into the shower from like from the bed and just turning on the, at least the water in Japan would get really freaking hot. Um, that was pretty much par for the course. Definitely hotter than like a regular apartment here in America. So, that was nice. I got the same water heater as I had in my apartment in Japan. Like when I moved to this house, it's one of those tankless heaters. And I'm like, I'm like, no, I know this. I know this unit with 100. percent This is what I had on my my veranda. And I'm like, and I look, and I'm like, sure enough, it, it actually says like, you know, uh, Nagoya on it. I'm like, that's hilarious. Oh wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh man, what a small world. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, outside of that, uh, you know, it's just uh, I've 
it was funny. I ended up falling down this uh, YouTube. Uh, I fell down this uh, chai fi hole, which uh, you may or may not be that. That's the face I expected you to make. Uh, and essentially, it uh, stands for the uh, Chinese um, you know, hi fi or high fidelity market for uh, IEMs. And uh, yeah, I've known about it for a while. They make really decent quality, but like fairly you know, cheap costing, um, uh, you know, IEMs and in, in-ear uh, monitors. Oh, okay. And so that's why I figured I'd give them a shot. I ended up picking up my friends, some really cheap ones that were from person that I ended up, I started following, uh, called critical and has, uh, they have, they're from Singapore and they have a giant or the world's largest, um, review site for, you know, to see like IEM reviews. And, uh, it's actually you know, really informative, but I, like I said, I, I did a deep dive, uh, for a couple of weeks and I finally got my, my new ones in and they're, you know, they weren't the most expensive, but they, they're really solid. Uh, but it was only because my, uh, my old audio technicas are starting to fray a lot, uh, the headband in particular. And so I'd be taking them off and I'd be like, you know, the, the velour or whatever, the fake, um, leather is like peeling off and I'd be just having it in my hair or my shoulders and stuff. I'm like, so I have to just maybe take a scouring pad to it because there's no way to actually replace the headband. Uh, you have to either get a replacement and then do some soldering and other stuff yeah. or just buy a zipper cover. And I'm like, it's not bad to get the, one of the zipper covers, but I just, you know, I figured it's, a, I'll give these other ones a shot and they were only like 50 bucks. Um, but yeah, they're, they're pretty nice. Um, this one was like $55. Uh, but I think you'd I think you'd like these. Uh, the there's a fifty dollar model that is a lot of people like for Call of Duty and such because it has a different sound signature. Um, but yeah, like I said, I just got these in a couple of days ago, so I've been giving them a shot, and we'll see how how it goes. Uh, you know, I may or may not stay with them for long, but uh, so far so good. So that's cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's just that I just man, Chi Fi was something I never knew existed until. Uh, maybe a, maybe two years ago, I heard about it for the first time, and then I just came into my radar again, maybe a month ago, and I started doing way more research than I absolutely needed. And it's just like filling your brain with such useless knowledge. Like I don't need to know the frequency responses of a- anything. I don't need to learn how to read a graph, but I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> instead of uh, doing something useful with my time and learning something really handy, I just like nope. Now I have this pointless info cool so much useless knowledge now yeah if i ever get any uh more headphones i want to try to make sure that all of the uh padding or upholstery or whatever you want to call it is is uh replaceable changeable fairly easy because yeah man that stuff goes out so so quickly um and it's a mess and it's it's so so hard to replace but i'm glad you found uh some good in-ear monitors um i haven't really looked into that market very much um, but I think it's probably a cleaner look overall. I know a lot of like pretty much most YouTubers and streamers end up going to that because it's probably because it's a hassle to wear headphones, big, big, awesome headphones for, for hours and hours and hours. And it kind of just looks better overall to not have cans on the side of your head. But, uh, I like, I like the comfort of my audio technicas actually, but also the, from there, I've also been like the appeal of going then, you know, to a higher model is really, you know, pulling at me. But I'm like, dude, I, the next, when you start going to like, we have the very, like the audio technicas are cheap in the, in the grand scheme of things. They're not cheap for, 
you know, for for oh people God. like when we got them, like in our, in like in the twenties or whatever. But no, they are uh they are considered cheap at like 150 uh and then you're looking at like well if you want mid mid-range you're looking at 500 and i'm like christ you know uh mm. then you're looking at you know it's like oh yeah easily over a grand i'm like yeah i mean iems get get to that high as as well but i'm like uh for everything that i've heard in the rave reviews uh, across the board uh these ones we're supposed to punch, you know, way above their weight range. So I'm like, all right, cool. For 55 bucks, that won't hurt. And if I really don't like them, I can always return them. Uh, so I'm, that's why I'm giving it a shot. But they were super effective when I'm playing with playing Alan Wake earlier this week. Okay. So I'll talk more about that later. But yeah, that was uh, the sound quality is really something. So. Yeah, I've thought that if I get more headphones, I'd probably try to get as I mean, if these go out for some reason, then I'd just probably replace them. But uh, if I upgraded headphones, I'd probably try to get something in the $300 range, whatever is, you know, worth that or best for value at that point. I think Bose makes some pretty decent ones there and, uh, Sennheiser lives around there as well. But, um, I haven't looked in a really long time, but I would, I would like to go to that point. I'd also kind of like to do wireless, but I also have heard, I also know that like a good, good headphones need a driver. So it's like, if it's wireless, it doesn't really... I guess it could have a driver still. I don't know. The driver is the the driver is the actual in-ear uh piece of the functioning equipment. So this for example has a single driver unit. Um that is a whole dis- discussion we'll get we can we can talk off the air about that because it will we will we've already lost all the people, but we'll yeah. lose more people. Well, I mean, <laughs> when I was researching for these what I remember reading was yeah, you can get, you know, N50Xs and you can plug them into your iPhone and you'll hear, but it won't, but you won't get the full benefit of them because they need a like off, like, like they need their own separate driver. So you'll need a DAC uh, or some people think, and like, it doesn't, you know, you need, you'll need to properly power depending on which ones you get and or like a yeah, power then you driver get into the whole yeah, then you get like, you know, Planar and stuff like that. And the Sunderas are probably the price point you're looking at. Uh, once again, I, this is useless knowledge I've had for years, but yeah. it's, and my wife just laughed at me because I'm like, she'll like, what are you looking at? I'm like, these pair of headphones. She's like, what's wrong with the ones you got? I'm like, nothing. But these ones are really, like, but these, these are sick. really good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I haven't heard them personally, but everyone's telling me that they're a good thing. Uh, it's, it's the, uh, it's the late night infomercial. Yeah. Like, I don't need that knife set, but man, this is like, it's like, <laughs> oh wait, that bicycle comes with a knife set and it's only, yeah, it's just, <laughs> you're, you, after so long, it's like, it's things start to sound like a good idea. And then you're like, no, step back, realize you're a dumbass and then um, walk away. And just <laughs> fucking go to bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Well, all right. Well, um, we usually talk about uh, news about games and such. So uh, why don't we do that? Yeah. So uh, first up, you brought this to my attention. Modern Warfare 3 is inside Modern Warfare 2. So basically, this is coming from PC Gamer, right? Yeah. That uh, basically, before you can launch Modern Warfare 3, you have to launch Modern Warfare 2 first. Uh, Call of Duty HQ is just a Modern Warfare to slash Warzone client under a new name. So there's no ju- there's no option to just launch Modern Warfare 3 because Modern Warfare 3 is not its own game. It's buried literally inside COD HQ as a piece of add-on content. 
So, yeah, that's kind of weird uh, and crappy, I guess, or clunky. I should say clunky. Um, it's, I think the guy said that it takes like 70 to 90 seconds to launch Modern Warfare 3. So you're talking about a minute to a minute and a half of actually before you can actually play the game, uh, which is kind of weird. Um, but uh, that's the way they chose to do it. Um, yeah, that's it for that. It's, it's, news, to, I guess. it's to use the uh, the skeletal structure of the thing before it, and but instead of like repackaging it, it's like no, no, let's just use the existing. You know, I mean, it's like up. it's like Activision, especially Modern Warfare, especially Call of Duty stuff. It makes millions upon millions, like it's like literally billion dollar, like piece of IP. You'd think that they could spend a little bit on a on the launcher for Modern Warfare Three. I mean, like it feels it feels chintzy. Like you're gonna, you know, you you should make it as easy as possible to play your game of all of all companies that have all this money. You should make it as easy as possible for me to play your game. Um, so weird. You're talking logically, all right? You're right. Like, <laughs> How foolish am I? <laughs> and you're also talking about a series, you know, like a series that comes out with a new game every year, at most every other year. And you know, it's just like, well, if it's if they can spend that much less time working on that, and just be like, all right, let's just you know crib off of this. It, in my opinion, they're going to have to be. They'll have to update it, right? Yeah, they'll probably fix it. Um, but and yeah. so they'll they'll repackage it and then make, spin it off to its own thing. But I remember they did something similar, like uh, when they first did the Warzone, right? Uh, they came out with Warzone, and then when the following year came back, came up, they're like, "Well, Warzone's still the same skeletal structure as the previous thing, but we're finally branching it off and doing our own, you know, uh, letting you do it, your own thing there." But I don't know. It's kind of hard to. Uh, it's it's kind of hard to understand why they would do that originally. Uh, there there must be other than financially. I mean, like I said, they might have been crimped for time. And hey, it's one of those things that if they make the actual game better, then I guess it's okay. Uh, like you know, if they had more time to spend on making a, a better polished product, and they didn't have to spend as many resources doing a thing like that. But now they're gonna have to deal with people being upset about you know. A minute and a half, or you know, a minute to minute and a half of load times. And what is this uh, PS4? I mean, yeah, I, I just don't, I don't really know much about making games. I know it's hard, um, but like, I just, I just don't think that they needed to have that happen. I feel like there's a way to, to do that with that that would not break the bank, um, and since it's literally the launch, like. You know, you need to like the two places that you need to take the most care is the beginning of the game, or getting into the game, and the end of the game, um, and that I would count as the beginning of, of the game. So, you know, um, that's just the way I would do it. But I'd like to some I'd like someone to explain it to me, like why they did it that way, um, because I would like to I would just like to hear that. I think it would probably sound uh, funny. But it maybe I for them to say just go money yeah. and then just walk away. It's like that's why money. Uh, it'd say like how much I would be like, well, how much money did you save doing that? Okay, but anyway, so uh, you brought that to mention my attention. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, that, also, that article just dropped a few hours ago. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Also, as an aside, just uh, Modern Warfare 3 campaign can be finished in three to four hours, it's claimed. So uh, they say Modern Warfare 2's campaign last year was around twice as long. Um, so, I mean, kind of, we kind of know they don't care about campaign stuff anymore because it doesn't make them money as much as all of the uh, all of the uh, cosmetics and stuff do. But I don't know. That's just kind of the state of, of where it's going. Yeah. Um, I really like the reboot of Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. Uh, those were really entertaining. I had a really good time with them. I just played Modern Warfare 2 last year. Um, and so I'm curious about the third one. It's fine that it's short, uh, but I'm also one of the only, I'm the weird person who wants to play Call of Duty for the campaign. I don't care about the online multiplayer. In fact, cut it off, break it off, and then let let me pay 20 bucks just to own the actual campaign. Because I would much rather do that than, you know, have to pay, you know, their, the prices never really drop on Call of Duty because of the online stuff. Uh, and hence the reason why I, you know, I'll end up renting it from the library. Uh, beating the campaign and just putting it back because I like to play a quick action, turn my brain off, just run and shoot and whatever crazy story, bombastic, you know, Michael Bay action scene. I'm like, this is this is great. I like what it's doing. Uh, the new visuals look really good. I mean, I rem- I have, I don't think I've ever played Modern Warfare 3. Uh, so I played the original 1 and 2 and I think I played Black Ops and that was it. So then I kind of, we were overseas, so it was a little harder to get that stuff back then. And yeah, uh, so when they came out with the new, or the new versions, uh, their reboots, they've all been pretty solid. Uh, but as far as 3 goes, I have no idea where the story goes. I know that they did, they kind of ended it with the tease of uh, No Russian, just as a cre- uh, credit sequence. All right. Uh, but they changed, they changed it up instead of the airport. It looked like an airplane. It was an, you were on an airplane. Uh, so... That was, uh, which is, I think, an homage to the ending of Modern Warfare 1, where you end up, uh, after the credits, you actually get a the Mile High Club achievement, or you're trying to get it, which is uh, you're breaking, or you're snuck onto an airplane, and you're trying to take it over while it's in flight. And that was one of the hardest trophies I've ever tried to get. I didn't get it, and I was really close. And it was my friend and I spent a good couple hours just handing the controller back and forth, trying to do this level. And uh, they made it the farthest, made it the final like uh, hostage, and clearly, clearly, just shot the hostage in the head. Like <laughs> uh, I was like, "What the hell?" And it's just like, and like I don't know. Like I just like I, I panicked. He choked. He choked, bro. <laughs> It was really funny. I just like, so forever, like that is. That was a perfect uh, shot to the hostage's head. (laughs) Yep. No hostage, no problem. Right. Um, It's like, you know, it it was just that if I ever want my friend to just like groan and like just sigh in uh, disbelief, I'll bring up the Mile High Club achievement and or like, hey, you want to play some Call of Duty? You know, and they'll just be like, no, (laughs) no. That's funny. Yes. Uh, no, but anyways, uh, I'm sure they'll fix that soon enough, but it is ridiculous that they happen to start this off this way. Um, yeah. yeah, what else you got for us on the news front? A uh, little bit of a headline. The There appears that there's going to be more uh, Silent Hill remakes. There, are, there appears to be more Silent Hill remakes in the works um, from Konami. Uh, kind of just a rumor, seems like, but uh, one of their... I think it's uh, 
earning statements uh, mention Silent Hill remakes in the plural. So kind of makes sense. Uh, they're, you know, Silent Hill 2 remake coming out, um, I guess, sometime next year. I don't remember when that actually is supposed to come out, but I imagine sometime next year. Um, and that's uh, the most popular Silent Hill is, is the second one. So it makes sense to start there and then see how that, how, uh, how the public reacts to that. And then maybe go back and make, make one and three, I would imagine. And maybe some of the others, um, there's a lot of appetite for it, but, um, yeah. So I've kind of figured that was coming, but there's news, news about it. A little bit more, a little bit more confirmation. So thought I'd mention it. Well, so long as they take the time to do a proper remake and they don't come out with a uh, quote unquote like master collection like they did for Metal Gear, uh, they should be fine. Uh, but that's the problem is like, especially with this Metal Gear situation that came out, a franchise that is way more beloved than Silent Hill. Uh, and they've completely just dropped the ball on this remake. Uh, it's the first time uh, Snake Eater has come to PC and yet it's like it has no special pc functions you can't like super tweak it or nothing it's just it's yeah it's pretty disappointing there it's been panned uh like all over the internet on how lackluster this collection is so yeah konami is such uh, a weird I, company like they didn't want to make games for a long time um they're remaking silent hill now they've made you know some games it's just like it's just a very strange situation for whatever is is going on over there with a company with such with so many really beloved games i mean the castlevania stuff right and then uh or was that capcom didn't um didn't, so didn't can i make so, castlevania stuff? so what happened was with the as far as the um it all like they fell apart right after um kojima like left essentially Before, it was it was during metal gear 5 is when they really started that's when they just collapsed on themselves and they, they that's when really they shied making, away from making games. But they hadn't really been making games. I mean, that was like, they were like limping across the finish line for for uh, for, for Metal Gear Five, if I remember right. I, I kind of think remember that was sort of when people were pretty clear that Konami did not really want to make games anymore. I feel like it's but, been since you know, they were they were making that. still pretty decent stuff up until that point. I mean, within relative couple years, I mean, they made the one good uh dracula or castlevania like future game i can't remember which which one that was it's, i remember you had a good time with the first one they made a the sequel which kind of was middling reviews uh but yeah the, they were starting to you can see like they were starting to crumble when uh uh metal gear 5 came out yeah. and then afterwards they're like we're pulling back from the system and that's when they were secretly like shifting people and uh moving people from gaming to like other bullcrap positions uh, then they're like, yeah, we're only doing pachinko stuff now, and yeah, the pachinko. It's like then they, then you know, they started coming back just recently, and they've done some neat things, but at the same time, it's just they're because uh, they did, you know, they've greenlit the um, the Ninja Turtles game or like that came out, I think, or at least the Kawabunga collection, and they've done some neat like other add-ons, but uh, there, uh, the, all I can think of is there must be like the old guard who's like just done with games. And then there must be like a few people who are, you know, like one or two people fighting for like the indies essentially. And as far as touching any of their legacy stuff, uh, that like the old guard is like, no, you can't do that. That is, that is ours, uh, you know, over our dead bodies essentially. So we just need the old guard to die and then the new guard to hopefully steer the company in the right direction. Yeah. I kind of, 
I kind of think that the gambling, the, the pachinko stuff is, is kind of going to rule the day because that probably makes more money for cheaper upfront cost. Games are kind of a, a bit, a, a bit more of a risky business. Um, so I don't know, but, but anyway, that kind of is, it's kind of an offshoot there. Silent Hill remakes, uh, the Silent Hill two, it looks, looked pretty good back when we saw it, um, a few months ago. Uh, I just hope that that ends up being okay. And then maybe we'll get some more. Um, but yeah. Yeah. One can hope, man. All right. What else we got? Um, this is kind of weird. So back around the time that daredevil, that first daredevil movie with Ben Affleck came out, they, uh, made a game for PlayStation two. Um, uh, yeah, 2003 PlayStation two, uh, daredevil game was in development by 5,000 foot studios. Um, it got canceled, but has resurfaced with a playable build, with a new playable build. It looks like somebody close to the studio. This is coming from Kotaku, by the way. Somebody close to um, the studio at the time, I guess, basically leaked it. Um, it didn't. The Kotaku article didn't make it sound like it was really leaked. Kind of more like it was a, like more like it was a part of. Um, games preservation project that it was that's that's what it to. sounds like like either people officially got work like legitimacy for it or you know it could be simply some guys being like well if i put this out in the ether you know the the gamers are going to snatch it up and at least my hard work won't go to you know Total go literally down the toilet you know so yeah um so I, I watched a little bit of a video of uh gameplay looks like a ps2 game looks like a not a great ps2 game um, so yeah, but it's kind of just a little cool thing that, okay, that existed, you know, and was playable and kind of had a bit of a point to it and, um, cool. Glad that it is, ex- that, uh, we have it in say in, um, you know, saved somewhere now. Cause, cause there's a lot of games that are pretty good that, uh, kind of lost to time or at least maybe not good, but like interesting that are lost to time. I know, um, Jeff Gershman used to talk about that sometimes on Giant Bomb. Um, just kind of different ones like, oh, well, they don't have any playable versions of that. Or they did. Or like famously, like the code for a lot of games is lost. Apparently, there's some some code disk for what game was it at Bethesda? Where somebody hid the the. The, 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 the I don't know code. if it was Bethesda, or I've, you know, I've heard a couple different stories. I know, but yeah, I know people. there's a Bethesda. It's a, it's okay. a rumor for some game at Bethesda, but at the yeah, old building. it up in the uh, the rafters, essentially of their office, moving offices, yeah. and then forgetting like not being it, like never retrieving it beforehand. So. It's in the ceiling tiles, apparently, uh, or it was. I'm sure that's been looked at and cleaned out, thrown away, or something. And and I know it was. I don't know what game it was, but I know it was Bethesda. That that was like a rumor that that had happened. Um, so yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I just hate to hear stories about games that were not saved and maybe we don't have the source code for daredevil, but, um, it's, it's always nice to, to hear about games being preserved the art of them. Oh yeah. I mean, well you have that with, you know, even with nowadays with studios, um, film companies, you know, making movies and stuff like that. And then just canning the whole thing, like, 
production's pretty much done but we're like no we're just gonna shelf this and we'll never it'll never see the light of day and uh, they uh, um warner brothers did that with uh some of their most recent like uh acquisitions i think didn't they make like a batgirl uh series yeah that's or a movie i had like just that? touched on that in my mind yeah the, the batgirl movie completely done and was so bad that they shelved it so one of these days i hope that we get to see it not just because of the story of it but like famously also there's another one um I, i'm sure we've talked about this before so they so back to the future so before they got um uh jeff what's his name it's not jeff is it who's bonnie mcfly who's the actor michael j fox michael j fox i don't know why i guess jay anyway michael j fox <laughs> close enough he was he was uh shooting three's company and it was like a horrible like tv schedule he had like zero time and so he's like i'm probably not gonna be able to do back to the future but they knew they wanted him for that but they were like okay well we have to make something with this now so they they got um eric stoltz uh from mask and a bunch of other, those other movies they shot the whole movie with him as marty mcfly so there is a version of back to the future without marty with without michael j fox but eric stoltz instead and so they they have that somewhere shelved and then anyway so they they did a shot for shot remake redo they had everything ready to go already and they did all the same stunts and everything uh with michael j fox and that's the movie that we have today but i want to see there are screenshots on the internet of of uh the, the eric stoltz uh, version of back to the future and that is one thing that i hope i see before i die is is the version of, of back to the future just because it's so mind-blowing to think of like an alternate reality where michael j fox is not marty mcfly i don't know that's just me but anyway uh i'm done with my story all i can think of is they made that fan movie uh uh about those the kids going to see episode one breaking into the lucas mansion to see uh episode one before one of their friends like is terminal with cancer i can't remember it's fanboys i think it is okay. they made the movie they remade the movie actually uh and they actually had really good cameos um uh, in it and stuff like that but the yeah at the very end essentially yeah spoilers for a really old okay movie it is you know um but it's like yeah the uh they they get caught trying to break into uh the lucas ranch and they're like they hear the story out so they're like okay you uh you're you're going to die soon so we'll let you go ahead and see uh this movie pre-screen it essentially only him and then uh, like when they're done that like all the friends are like yeah you know uh it's like it's like well what if it's not good you know <laughs> they're all talking to themselves they're like what if, what if what if the movie's not good because they've been waiting forever like they're like and then the friend's like well, it's about the journey and this and that. Like they completely skip the fact that it like it it's not good, but he's just like he's talking about other he obfuscates the thing. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, but that's all I can think of is just like, I want to see this before it's just like and that's the thing that does you in. Like so bad that you just like, no, I'm done. Yeah. Just, just bury me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take those uh I'll take those um Dang it, I can't think euthanasia drugs now. Um Okay, yeah, so uh yeah. So we got new Daredevil, old new old Daredevil prototype game. So that that exists. Go play that if uh, you're so inclined. All right, and then uh, you know, uh, 
somewhat related on the Marvel MCU, mm. right? You were talking about some of this other piece of news. Yeah, this this is sort of related to Daredevil. Um, Marvel's a Marvel TV show going to be airing on Disney. Actually, it's going to be dropping all at once, so it's not going to be episode, uh, you know, released week by week. It dropped all at once. Uh, Marvel's Echo is going to come out in uh, like January 10th, 2024. And um, I saw a trailer for it randomly before we started recording. And I was like, dang, this actually looks pretty good. It's um, pretty gritty, violent. Um, anyway, so it's about a, uh, it's about Maya who I didn't watch the Hawkeye series, but you were saying she's in the Hawkeye series. This, uh, this... Yeah, so it's uh, so they did that what, a couple of years ago now during the, the holiday, se- the winter season. They had the Hawkeye uh, miniseries, and so this you know one of the uh, main antagonists is essentially Wilson Fisk or a Kingpin, right. and uh, so they have they have her in the series because I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, because uh, she was the, she was one of the um, at first. Uh, you know, antagonist, but she kind of blurred lines, essentially, you know, fighting, fighting under a uh, misconception. So I'm not sure how much they're going to rehash on that. I know they, it seemed like they reused one of the locations, which was like a, a bowling alley or something or a warehouse of some sort. And I, that's what actually triggered for me. I'm like, Oh, that's right. I remember that scene from Hawkeye. So I'm not sure if they're going to just like repurpose old footage, if they're going to have some overlap, because this is obviously going to be like an origin story and then brought up to, I'm assuming, like the most current mcu timeline uh so i'm kind of curious how they're going to do that Uh, or is hawkeye going to be a prerequisite for you to get more out of it um but i they surely they're going to have to you know like at least give you a little bit so and plus that way if they just splice in old old footage that's more that saves them time and money uh yeah i'm sure that's kind of what i'm figuring yeah yeah but anyway it looks uh looks pretty good um there is talk of uh, more daredevil coming so this is kind of uh, probably to whet your appetite, maybe set up for stuff that's going to happen in uh, in Daredevil. Uh, there's some cameos of uh, Matthew Murdock and and the Punisher apparently that's going to be in it. But uh, just looking at the trailer, I was kind of like started to watch it. I'm like, oh, this kind of looks sort of cool, and uh, it got more. There was there was active killing in it, like people were being shot in the head and dying. And I was like, holy crap, that's cool. Uh, that's rare yeah. for, for Marvel. It's usually just like bloodless violence. Um, but uh, It's like that X-Men 2, you know, moment where you see Wolverine just stab some fools and you're like, oh, wow, that just happened. Okay, <laughs> this is, uh, this this went up uh, a notch, didn't it? But Yeah, or like uh, Logan, have... like Logan definitely was like, okay, this is for real now. <laughs> Well, I mean, even in X Men too, though, like they just he just jumps down and just stabs the you know, two soldiers right in the ribs, just straight up. I'm like, oh, that they're they're murdered for sure. Um, it's like, yeah. but the um, no, they have a, was it you were saying uh, Vincent D'Onofrio? They're still uh, using the same kingpin, which uh, I actually really like his role. I mean, I, famously uh, for me, you know, I Gomer Pyle from uh, Full Metal Jacket, yeah. and so I remember when I discovered that I'm like, oh man, that is him. Uh, but yeah, he's He's uh he's all over the MCU now. I mean they they had him cameoed in Spider Man, didn't they? So they you know th- they officially you know, have him as one of the most crossover characters with like I guess uh, from the TV shows uh, you know from multiple different shows from different times 
um, because you had the original Daredevil series, which was one of the earliest uh, Netflix shows, you know, about, you know, MC, anything Marvel related. And they actually brought that into a lot of the Disney's current stuff. And so, yeah, he's uh, like the linchpin for a lot of things. And he does a really good job uh, of just being that imposing figure that the Kingpin is. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's just because it's if it circles around him, that gets me more interested. I mean, he's a good villain. Yeah, because uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, he's not always a good actor, but whenever he gets up for a role, he is really, really good. He is uh, he uh, he can definitely uh, carry pretty well. So, yeah, anyway, um, looks good and I'm excited for it. The only other thing that I got is um, BlizzCon is happening now. So there's uh, some, some some stuff coming out about that. I, I know we're not really big into Blizzard games, um, but they're, they are kind of in actively releasing some stuff. There's Diablo 4 expansion, Vessel of Hatred. It's been revealed. Um, and Blizzard uh, announces three new World of Warcraft expansions and Cataclysm Classic. Um, there are probably going to be a few more things maybe at the end that is going to uh, maybe make some headlines. Um, but uh, just wanted to put the PSA out there that that is happening right now. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I've kind of fallen off the face with, um, you know, the last thing of Blizzard I've touched really was uh, I did play a little bit of uh, Diablo uh, and it, it was fun. Uh, just, you know, it was better than uh, its predecessor, which is great, but you know, and then I kind of fell off of uh, Overwatch when they made Overwatch 2. Uh, I still have that thing updated, which is a way, kind of a weird thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have it updated. I just haven't gotten around to playing it. I'm like, yeah, eventually, like, it was, yeah, it was I just... one of those, you know, group, sh- like, you know, it was, it was a multiplayer game that I didn't mind playing. Uh, and it wasn't filled with uh, people that just were toxic. Mm. So, uh I mean, because, you know, speaking of toxic gaming, I mean, the was it the International just happened, uh, Dota? And <laughs> yeah. that, that used to be really up your alley. I mean, you were a LOL, but you, same, same, but different. Yeah, I was never good enough at LOL to be good at LOL, but um, I was definitely never good enough at LOL to be decent at uh, Dota. Dota was the, the real man's game. Um, There's no free back in Dota. <laughs> um, and... Um, the prize pool for that was bigger. They always like to, to, to talk about that, but yeah, I don't know. Those games, those games are cool, but God, they're just, they're just too much to get, to enjoy them. You have to pour hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours to be halfway decent. And it's uh yeah, but that, so, so the, so the, the international is going on right now. Huh? Okay. Oh, uh, just I think it just finished. Uh, okay. So yeah, and then because of that, I was going to be for your intro. I was just like, yes, and and the world's number one Smurfer here, you know, Nick. <laughs> yeah, um, I have like which, fifteen master level Smurf accounts. I mean, <laughs> I, when you said hundreds and hundreds of hours, I'm like, so you're only like four hours away from hitting your goal, then, right? <laughs> uh, you only need to play. Was that you only need to do something for ten thousand hours before you become, uh, you know, professional, as they used to say, or something like that. Uh, to master something, yeah, but no, you have to not. I think ten thousand hours would probably only get you. I don't know if you had a pretty good amount of talent. It'd probably only get you. Um, you know, it, you wouldn't be very good <laughs> at uh, at league. 
or even or don't you got me interested in it but like once once i realized how how difficult the community was and like the lack of uh onboarding i'm like no nope i i'm not gonna deal with like yeah you have to go do all of that yourself you have to go find all that stuff and and stuff and find youtube videos and like do this or buy you know build there's builds and stuff online that'll at least get you started and see what you're tell show you what theoretically should work um but then you have to start putting stuff together on your own and I mean, people are like, it can like it can be your only game, and it's like, yeah, but it's not really dynamic so enough. Out there, uh, but yes, yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, that's enough about league. Well, all right then. Uh, as far as gaming goes, you and I have been both playing the same thing, and a lot of people other has have as well, and that is the uh, Alan Wake Two. Uh, we're not going to go too much into this because we actually want to have a, a separate deep dive uh talk about this later uh but we can at least give you know some first impressions and some you know just our thoughts in general so yeah i'll let you go first on this yeah so um i was very afraid that alan wake 2 would not be great i figured it'd probably be okay um but i was afraid that it was gonna be either okay or meh and that I was going to have to look you in the eye and lie to you <laughs> and say that I liked it. But when I started playing Alan Wake 2, because um, I, I texted you and I, I said, hey, man, there's some people saying there's a lot because it was getting a lot of amazing reviews. I, I didn't read them, but I saw the scores of from a lot of these outlets uh, that are respectable. And I was like, that is pretty wild. The Some of the scores it was getting. So I tempered my expectations. I was like, okay, maybe it'll be all right. Um, and I started it up and um, I was extreme. I'm extremely impressed with um, everything. I am, I, I am extremely impressed with everything that is not the gameplay. And I am pretty impressed with everything that is the gameplay as well. But like all of the, the, the atmosphere, the story, the characters, the dialogue for most, for the most part, there's some clunker lines in there, but, um, but everything as far as like the narrative of the game, I am pretty blown away by. Um, and, uh, the gameplay I think is really great too. Um, it's definitely a great, a great upgrade and amazing reimagining um of the gameplay from Alan Wake 1. I uh I, I definitely they've definitely done a lot to tighten it up and make it more, you know, survival horror esque without being too much that way. Um they this game is I think this game is really good. I'm not gonna give it a number yet, but I am pleasantly surprised and honestly pretty blown away by how how good this game is. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off with the fact that I, you know, fucking told you. Um, anyways. <laughs> Did no, you I, know it was going to be glad, really good? Uh, I have, I had confidence in this, in the, in the company. Uh, I, as much as I loved, well, Remedy has, uh, with, with the exception of quantum break, cause I never played it. Um, 
but the all the other Remedy games I've always liked. And you know, from Alan Wake to Control, like I had confidence that this game was going to be solid. Um, and that's that was just where I felt. Uh, anyways, the uh, the one thing I'll say right off, the, I'll say start out with the negatives is I actually think the combat in this game is janky. Uh, I am not a fan of this as much as the pre uh, previous games, especially the previous Alan Wake. Uh, so in particular, uh, so I guess I'll start this off with I am playing on PC using mouse and keyboard. Uh, so this is uh, there's a there is a problem, or at least I've read about it enough on like Reddit and some other forums that people are having issues with the flashlight. And when you try to do that charge beam that the if you're aiming down sights uh, and then you use it, it it kind of jerks the uh, center of your uh, camera focus. So like you're you're looking at them dead on and then it shifts. And because you shift just for a second, by the time you get your bead back on, your your blast ends, and then you have to do it again because you haven't broken through their um, the smoke or the uh, you know the shade. Yeah. Uh, so therefore, you're using you're dumping more batteries into the enemy than you should be. Uh, apparently, people who are using controllers are having uh, an easier time and you can just hit the beam button from shooting from the hip. And that seems to be like auto locking on like our aim assist is pretty genuine. Genuine, like, so yeah, uh, I'm not really hundred percent. I just know that it felt really off and it's been really frustrating. Uh, so I've actually really started being like annoyed by it. Plus the concept of the enemies get hurt by light. So the original Alan Wake, you just had to do a steady beam and you could do a slow burn and then break through their shielding. Uh, this is like, no, you, the only way you can break through their shielding is if you use a charge, you know, an, a, you know, like an actual piece of your you know, flashlight. I find that really annoying um, because that was the thing is if you had enough time, you can, you can back up or you can, you know, juke the enemy. And especially when you have a bunch of them on, you know, it's like it made your resources that much more, um, you know, like, limited in a certain way because you're like well let me group them up and then let me pop a flare which is another thing that i have issues with because the flare doesn't it feels nowhere near as effective as it used to be yeah um so because the flare made you feel like you know op at that moment because you know it's it's like slow motion cinematic you're, you're like you feel like you're actually like causing mass damage kind of um and it made you feel pretty powerful and invulnerable at that moment so it was like a a good like respite the, here i find the flares to be just a kind of more of a quick item to use uh like the resident evil games where you have like the knife when they get grabbed you can pop a flare stick it in their face and then they'll instantly be weakened and then you can go ahead and like do damage to them immediately but it's a little easier in this game to burn through too many batteries this way so yeah. that's my complaint for what it's worth uh but once again i've heard that people use like so since i know you're playing on a console have you and you said you really like the the gameplay and combat uh, you're not having any problems, I assume, with this. No, um, the the flashlight thing does not sound completely unfamiliar. There are some some times where I've been like, where I've died because I sort of fumbled it. But also, there are times where I was like, I don't really think I fumbled that. But it was, but it's it's pretty rare. I definitely haven't. So I just like I definitely haven't noticed it consistently, kind of um, screwing up like that. Where I was like, I know I did that right, and it and it and it screwed up on me. So I think, I, th I mean, I know there's a lot more aim assist and stuff on, like on uh, the 
like on consoles and stuff because controllers are just that are just so bad at aiming. But but at the same time, like I don't feel like there's too much aim assist on the actual gun. The flashlight is like, yeah, I want to do that one, and so it knows it knows to do. And I, I have actually shot a flashlight at the wrong at the wrong guy if they're standing too close together. Um, and that's been kind of annoying, but that's sort of a, still sort of a me thing. Um, but for the so most part, when you're part, using your flashlight, are you aiming down sights with your, like with your pistol or whatever weapon and then using the flashlight or are you just, um, a more or less just, you know, flashlight out and then just hit whatever you're for you to go with the circle button. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I almost yeah. never aim down sights first. I'm, I'm okay. I, so that's just my play style. So maybe that's why I'm not really getting that, but, but my play style is, is uh to is to be careful use the flashlight um and the the flash burst if i need it and then and then I mean, i'll have the gun out but then aim down sights and start blasting um the other problem with that i'm having is the fact that you know in my opinion compared to alan wake uh the original is the they really made it um they emphasized the visually and uh tonally uh, when you break through their shielding, because you'd hear um, the whine or the hiss of you know them the the darkness being burned away, yeah. and then they'd pop visually, uh, and you'd hear that first. So it's actually a little harder to determine, or if, at least I've I swear I've had it where I've hit them dead on, and then you know they, maybe they've been too far back. I'm not. It's the combat hasn't been enough. Like it's kind of far and few between, so it's kind of hard to experiment all the time. Um, so it's just, uh, you know, but I've, I've hit them dead on and it hasn't burned them away. So I'm wasting shots into them and it's not killing them. And I'm like, they should be like most definitely way more injured. So that's, I like said that whole, the flashlight mechanic has been a very big disappointment in my opinion. I at least feel at the very minimum, you should be able to soft burn your enemies uh you know it takes longer but you should still be able to do that especially considering the fact that you can run out of battery and then what you're pretty much sol you're just gonna have to run from you know run and dodge to the next scene and you know you're gonna lock yourself out from, from a lot of people uh, i think it's gonna be next to impossible uh that and the item placements being random so you can open up a, a chest and not get anything um you know yeah okay. a lot of the so it it, it uh, a lot of it can be determined based off of um, how much inventory you have. So in the beginning, I checked everywhere, and then eventually I opened up a few chests where I had nothing. Uh, and then uh, when I was going against uh, one of the the first boss, I won't spoil it, but like I happened to be burning a lot of flashlight, and I was having to double tap my flashlight every time because they would juke or I would move just enough and you know so it wasn't you know the whole beam so i'd have to do two of them then attack uh then it would reset so i ended up using a lot of resources that way and it was really disappointing because i felt that it wasn't as it wasn't a challenging fight the fight i had was the janky control scheme okay now that is the only that's like that's the only real complaint i have about the game uh, because like you mentioned before, the storytelling is awesome. The, the visuals, the, the tone, the, the way they decided to do a lot of the things is great. Um, I, since I've been using these, I've actually was playing with these IEMs, uh, just to have, you know, to get a good sound staging and like 
you know, it's not a big, you know, it's like, this isn't like the greatest, like these aren't super great headphones, but they're really nice for being able to tell, you know, directional and it's just, it really pops. And some of those, um, uh, uh, early scenes in the woods, uh, when you're, when you're hunting down the first boss or you're getting like a couple key flashing images on the screen yeah. and just some of the noises I get and stuff like that. I've straight up jumped in my seat. Like I just went like, just like completely focused like that took me by surprise but a lot of it was the audio like it really hit you know so wearing headphones is most definitely in my opinion the way to go whether it's mm-hmm. you know doesn't matter what kind of headphones but i think it honestly it immerses you that much with this game and then you know it's also just that much more creepy when you're hearing with better quality the things that the um that's behind the taken you are saying yeah 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 um, so um, like I can hear a wolf in the woods. I can't see where they are, but I know they're somewhat near me or something like that. So. Yeah. How many chapters have you finished? Uh, I'm like only like four in. Uh, so I'm just a little bit into uh, to Wake's first story okay. uh, part. I, um, I would I think Wake's. I thought of Wake's as like the third or maybe maybe it is the fourth chapter. I don't remember. Um, but... Yeah. So there's there's three with Saga. Um, then there's a yeah there's a couple and then that's after after the next couple chapters that's when you're supposed to be able to switch back and forth yeah so i'm at, i'm at the point where you can switch back and forth now um and um yeah so i would say that not to really not to spoil it for you just to warn you the stuff with alan wake um i think you should do your best to be really really careful if you're having trouble with the flashlight stuff, because I wasn't really having. Oh yeah, I've 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 seen from what from a little I've seen so far. It's yeah, uh, it's just it's all you know. Anyways, yeah, don't want to say too much, but I understand, and that's that's once again, it's the problem of whether it's uh, I might actually switch to uh, a controller, and that's uh, I'm actually curious if depending on the the controller feedback, I remember the old uh, playing it on old Alan Wake on Xbox. Uh, 360 and how you know the rumble helped kind of also indicate like when you're uh burning the uh you know the taken or when it pops for like they're vulnerable you can you'd feel that in the controller yeah and now i'm I'm betting you can probably get something similar with the haptic feedback since you're playing on ps5 the trigger pulls and everything like that so i bet that probably feels pretty decent because i know they they did that with the uh alan wake remastered for the ps5 they had the triggers uh you know the adaptive adaptive triggers on that so I don't know, did you have you noticed anything like that or have you just been so focused on the game you haven't been paying attention? Well, I mean, after playing Hogwarts Legacy, I don't even notice like haptic feedback like that was the only game that I remembered cuz the cuz cuz the the resistance on those triggers was insane on uh on Hogwarts Legacy. I guess it was pretty pretty good on on it was pretty stiff on um God of War 2, but but um yeah, I don't I don't really think about it. It's not enough to notice to me, which I think is more of a good thing. I probably do notice it like subconsciously, but uh yeah, so I couldn't really tell you. It's it's definitely not distracting. So that's probably the best thing I could say about it. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Uh so like I said, I might switch over to controls just to see if the aim assist makes it that much better. Uh cuz w- once again, I've read just enough people having complaints about the you know the combat and which was really disappointing um and there like i said just a few things could make that so much better but other than that the game hasn't disappointed in any other fashion uh really it's you know the only other minor gripe is saga aims her pistol like a um like a 90s sheriff 
or something like that. She overextends her arms. She oh. points her pistol out and she just completely hunches all the way forward. And mm-hmm. that is not how they're taught to fire anymore. Uh, we've, uh, it's the, the it's the whole reason like well, if you're gonna clear a house and you're you're overextending your arms that far forward it's easy for in any movie you see or anything for someone to maybe possibly hit your hands because your hands are going through the door before you are yeah um and so it's, just, it, it's always weird to see like her this, lurch yeah. forward with the flashlight and like but she extends her arms super far i'm like that's not right i mean <laughs> yeah it's just it's really weird or it's like if you see a, it's like if you were to see a like a soldier now or any any video game character um fire a pistol and then use a side stance where they're showing the profile because you don't do that anymore because uh you know military and police are trained to have body armor body armor is lacking on the ribs the sides so that's why you you look you square up and look forward you know, that way, if anything comes at you, you hit body armor. Yeah. Uh, and that's why that's the that's the proper stance now, opposed to turning to the side. And then, you know, that's but, you know, in the 90s, that was very popular. And that's why all the old stuff, movies, games, everything else is always done that way uh, until times had changed. So, yeah, that's why I just it was just it was, an, it was a weird thing. I just like every time she did, it, I'm like, that's so weird that she's lurching that far forward. But I feel that it's just uh it's just maybe well, a cultural disconnect. Well, this you game, know? I mean, yeah, and sometimes they that they do that, like you said, for aesthetic reasons. It just like the back of your mind. Just if you're not, if you don't, if you're not familiar with that, but you're familiar with the '90s way that things worked, which I'm about to reference, um, then maybe they were like, well, we want it to look like that, so we we want to make it look like you know overextension and all that stuff that's wrong, but it just has a certain look to it. Um, I was going to say, like, this game is extremely, in the best ways, I think, X-Files Twin Peaks. Like, it is right up that alley. It's so dark and uh, and, and dreary, but uh, also really beautiful at the same time. Um, the, all the fog and the trees and the the sunlight kind of uh, as, it, as the sun sets is uh, really creepy um, at certain times. Um, it's also really peaceful and, uh, and, and just really great atmosphere uh for uh, for the most part um so the the songs the songs at the end of each chapter in Alan Wake 1 were all pretty good um they were but they were a little bit i don't know budget feeling to me i bet i get i guess probably back in 20 2010 they were like oh this is really cool but or they were they fit the time maybe more but um anyway but playing through and the listening to the songs at the end of each of the chapters, I've been like, Holy crap, this is actually a really good song. I've been, I've been like, dang, this, this is really, it's all, uh, it's all been right up my alley. I'm like, dang, that's a, that's a banger. And, uh, I can't wait to, uh. to get through the rest of, uh, of the, the chapters so I can, cause I'm not going to go listen to the soundtrack yet. I'm gonna get through the rest of the chapters and then, uh, probably be playing a lot of those songs uh, on repeat. Um, but yeah, I, 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 the opening, the cold open was freaking awesome. Um, not going to spoil it obviously, but that was a pretty, pretty amazing. Um, I like saga. I like Alan Wake a lot more. Um, they feel like real people probably because they're mo-capped and I mean, you literally see Alan, the actor for Alan Wake, you know? Um, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, I yeah, just really enjoyed it. You know, 
So and it's uh, I'm enjoying all the references to um, Control as well. I mean, they yeah. they wait they just straight up blatant. You know, now it's just they There's have lot, yeah. uh, you know the uh, the FBC you know like labeling everywhere in on the even on the map. You're like you know there's a gate that you can't get through and it's just this F, you know fbc like you know closed and then you see like a little uh moderating station that they're fixing at one point and then they's like what's an ae or it's an awe you know it's just like yeah. i was like that's an alan wake event no <laughs> yeah they, um, they do a pretty good job of like making it like putting it there making it kind of odd and explaining just enough um that you that if you didn't play control i guess you'd kind of just blow by it and you'd be like okay that's kind of weird but interesting but uh after having played control like i remember like playing through and uh alan wake you know alan wake 2 as far as i have and getting through some of that stuff and being like dang i'm really glad joe made me play control <laughs> yeah it's uh, it you, you totally get more out of it from it and then there's all you know like i said just a lot of the referencing to the original um you know, to the original Alan Wake series as well. It's it's been great. Um, everything. You know, granted, you don't need to know any of that, but like if you know Mister Who, Mister Scratch is, or if you know, uh, you know, just the names. You know, Hartman, or you know, any of that. Like from makes ref. You know, uh, information stuff comes into control from the original. Um, you know, you have you know all the people missing. You know, from you know the 2010. You know, oh, that was the one thing though. The um saga's uh mind place oh yeah um, yeah yeah like uh, that was fine i'm mean, like yeah that's a great like uh riff off of sherlock holmes uh or at least that's when i first heard of mind palace uh and yeah. so i was like okay that's fine i don't know uh, why they didn't just call it i don't know why they didn't just didn't call it mind palace because calling it mind place uh, is sort of odd but is it like copyright or something um no i think she actually says she i think they actually straight up say my um like riff on mind place like like yeah it's like i think i want to say it was i thought it was one line like right out the beginning saying yeah. you know it's my, my take on the mind palace or something like that yeah um but yeah. it was just you know like her profiling skills are ridiculous and that's the only thing i'm like really I'm like you get yeah. a little more information before but, you but like, like i found this yeah but it's not like of all the of all of the remedy games that i played of, of alan wake um and control and and then now this like this is definitely the best way for them to jam information into your brain the best way the most interesting way for them to jam boring information into your brain alan wake one i read you know i'd read through um the the, the manuscript pages and stuff like that and it was like okay um control there was so much reading in control that i was just like as I was going through it as like, as I found it for about an hour and I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this anymore. And I just, I just stopped reading stuff because it was, it wasn't really saying too much. And I didn't really need to read a lot of it. So it was interesting, but I didn't really need to read a lot of it. And so I just like blew by like almost all of it. But, but this little bit of like the mind place and the, 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 um, the, you know, murder board or whatever, uh, where she's putting together the stuff is, oh. Yeah. It's it's still I mean, that it's better than it's still that, but yeah. it's just enough of like put this and this together. It just gamifies it just enough, and they don't feed you too much that it makes it a little bit more interesting enough for me to like stick with it. 
Yeah, I kind of wish there was more of a tangible reward for doing that, but at the same time, uh, it's so much better than having to go back to their, you know, the, their uh, cabin or whatever, and then go to that physical board because that would just be mind numbing to have to double back. So to be able to go into her mind place and you know, though it's weird that it's active time, so it's like not a safe zone. Uh. So you can technically get still get like you know, like you have to go make sure you're in a safe spot before you do that. Yeah. Uh, no, and like I said, that that all was a unique twist and spin on everything. Uh, and I'm having fun trying to collect everything. You know, I'm I'm collecting all the deer heads as I come across. Because uh, if you walk up to the deer, they they the, there's a disembodied voice that tells you how many are left to find. Um, okay. I yeah. So, so I haven't the, heard that. The, the, yeah. So the uh, deer head in the mine place. It's if you go back to the uh, oh. where the hotel is, um, and you 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 can find all the deer heads. You pet them as you pet them. You go in, when you're in the mine place. You go to the deer head there, and you click on it, and it'll say like nine left. You know, and then just in an airy voice, and then I'm not sure. I'm I'm assuming they're, you're gonna get like um probably like a mask or something. Is my guess at the end of it or something? You'll probably get like a deer fest mask or something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, like stupid, a cult, but <laughs> cult member. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I have been petting the deer heads, but I didn't know. I figured there was probably something to do with a collection thing going on there, but I didn't. I haven't gone up to the one like actually in the mine place. Yeah. Um, I'm about seven, almost eight hours in and I think I'm playing, I thought I was playing slow, but I kind of, I guess I didn't really dig into like one of the areas that, that, that you did. Cause, cause you've played, um, a bit more. I'm about five hours in. And um, and yeah, so, and I'm, I'm only in, I just, just at the end of the, um, uh, where you first get a, a control of Alan Wake, uh, essentially. I'm at, I'm I'm towards the end of that spot. I'm pretty sure. Um, so yeah. that's you know, like I said, I'm still pretty early, but there's a whole reason for me being. I'll I will bore the group with uh, that, but I just say I've had some issues with getting my PC copy running. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. It's too bad. Yeah, that's uh. But all right, enough of Alan Wake. We'll dive way more into it in probably you know. Probably before the next uh, the next podcast, or at least we'll have a special aside uh, on that one. Yeah, I'd like to do that. So, yeah, that's great. All right, uh, now this is where we're going to go into uh, what we've been watching, an anime called Pluto. Uh, so the long and the short of it is uh, the the guy who created the uh, classic anime uh, Monster or uh, Inspector uh, Keaton or Master Keaton. I'm sorry, Master Keaton. Uh, he went ahead and took a uh an astral boy uh or atom story and kind of made it his own uh so this one's uh only eight episodes but each one is an hour long yeah so you're getting about three episodes per the first one's even longer i think it's like an hour and 20 or something like that yeah it's so (laughs) it's um yeah it's most definitely uh a different thing so uh, yeah i'm curious what are your thoughts on this one nick um I enjoyed this a lot. It was on my radar whenever uh, it first came on to Netflix, but I wasn't I wasn't uh, gonna jump up and really watch a lot of it. And then you were saying that you that you were pretty excited about it and you wanted to watch it. And I was like, well, okay, I already wanted to anyway, so so I'll go ahead and, and uh, jump on there with you. Um, and um, I didn't realize that every episode was an hour. I thought that first episode was gonna be long. And for some reason, I thought I read somewhere that like the ep- the third episode was only 15 minutes. That was incorrect. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that. But um, so I was like, okay, then they'll kind of go back to, 
I figured the first episodes would be long, and then they'd kind of go back to something more more normal or very because some some shows do that a little bit. They'll be like forty minutes to an hour. It's kind of an HBO thing, but it's whatever. Um, so yeah, so I I started to watch it, um, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. A, a lot of it. Um, it's a lot of anime. That's a lot of an hour of anime is a ton when you think about it. Um, but you know, I've got, I've got some good things to say about it. The, the animation itself is very good for the most part. There's a couple places that I could see where they, where they cut some corners, but, but pound for pound, you know, they're doing a ton of really good animation, um, throughout most of, of every episode. Um, the story itself is really good. I thought, and then um, the characters are all really good too. Uh, very, very believable. Pretty, you know. They're they're not always perfect. They're not the, the dialogue gets a little bit odd. It's in some spots, but but they definitely all feel like people with their own uh, motives and and uh, things that they're trying to accomplish. Um, so like all that's good. I did have. Um, there, there were some things with the writing that I was not, I was not very enthused about. Um, sometimes they kind of over, they overstate things, they overexplain things a little bit, um, and I kind of found that a little bit like, well, I would do that differently, but at least it was clear um, through a lot of that stuff. And then the only other complaint I had probably would be not enough Adam, not enough Astro Boy. Um, I, I thought he had some pretty good, um, spots throughout, but, um, and then especially at the end, obviously, but, uh, I really could have used a little bit more of him. Um, well, see, that's the thing though. It's, this isn't an Astro Boy story. It's his, uh, you know, Gazette story with, uh, in the Astro Boy universe, we just know Astro Boy as from from the fact that like that's what this character is from. That's this world. Uh, you realize, you know, you recognize um, some key players, you know, uh, doctors and so forth. So it's, I found that they, all right, they did a lot of things that for if I were to watch just a a new anime, just if this was uh not Astro Boy adjacent, uh, so because I would. I would probably have bounced real quick, actually. Um, there's a there's a few key things that I just thought was I would have I kind of would have rolled like rolled my eyes at, and it's me playing double like it's like it's a double standard essentially. I'm giving it a pass because I grew up with Astro Boy. Um, That's uh, how they Osamu, get you. Uh, Nostalgia. Katsuka, uh, like they like was literally like some of the first toys I've ever had. Like. I you know I was in Korea and I had I had this double branded like belt buckle. There was a holographic belt buckle that was or like a belt, but the the buckle itself you turned it to one side and it was Donald Duck, and then you the hologram and you turned it to the other side and it was uh, Adam flying through the air. It, it's what Korea, right? Um, <laughs> All right. It was like yeah, right. This is like, but um, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, Tetsuka had some um history with Disney at one point, so it's not too far fetched, but it's still really funny. Uh, I had like a one of those punching inflatable punching bags that you you hit and then it pops back up. Yeah. Like mine was had an Adam one of those growing up. So yeah, I just very much near and dear to me. But at the same time, I realized like this is um, 
when they do the Silence of the Lambs reference. And I'm like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Like, uh, like I, I instantly hated it. Instantly, like... I'm, oh, with the guy stuck there? With Brow. Yep. Brow 15... Oh, shoot, I can't remember his name now. 159? Um, uh, it's, a, it's a four-digit number, like 1587 or something like that. I forget. Um, I have the thing pulled up. It, Brow 1589. 89 I said 87 dang that was so uh, that close. was pretty close <laughs> but yes um so the um I'm like that's you know, it's like I didn't understand I'm like is that really necessary is this whole scene like I I understand the 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 purpose of this you know being here um yeah so I've watched this whole series and now I'm halfway through watching it again because I'm showing it to my wife yeah and I'm picking up so much more the second time through. Okay, so for what's worth, watched it the first time through, and I I absolutely loved it. Yes, it did some things that I would normally, like I mentioned, I thought it was silly or not necessary, and I'm like, okay, it's a TV trope, you know, it's essentially is what it is, and I'm just like, all right, fine, it's you know, I've it is what it is, but at the same time, you know, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt uh, more so because uh, I like the the creator uh i like both 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 people involved or like the the universe of astro boy but i also uh monster was a great uh series and master keaton was also really unique um yeah, yeah, monster was monster yeah monster was monster was uh, really awesome the the to, if i had to boil it down to like the most minimal things i'd say it's like if you had to say if it's like this and this it's like the fugitive um like post berlin uh, like wall essentially so they have some stuff it has you have to have you don't have to but if you know more of the history around that time you know though it's a lot of this stuff is like fake or it's fictional but like you understand kind of more of what they're going for and so there's things that they talk about that's like more or less pre-berlin wall and then post and like you're seeing the, the effects afterwards and stuff like that but also it's very much the fugitive um and it was a little long and it was a little hard to follow at times just because mm. it kind of it, it but it was a long running anime too it was like so you know the, it, overall it's good and it it has it deserves its place in history i just think it's harder too for much. new people to come to is what i think yeah okay. it's I, it hasn't aged as well um but their take on this was pretty great um and you know making you figure out not not necessarily giving you everything up front, but feel like letting it drip feed as it, as your story went on. You learning, oh, robots have rights. Robots are literally equal rights, not just, um, yeah. you know, like trying to trying to say the, the AI this that. It's just like okay, well, you didn't have to, you know, like, uh, it was interesting. Uh, and like episode one, I like I said I told I told you I'm like well. Well, yeah. If you can start up, if you start episode two and you're happy, then then you're golden. But episode one, like, it's such a stark difference from the first half to the second half. Yeah. And having going on my second time through, I'm like, okay, um, like, you know what? This is actually really good in a lot of ways. Despite one of the things I hate about most TV and anime is really bad about this. I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna go into backstories of characters and stuff for a whole episode or two episodes just to watch slight spoilers on this point okay so episode one um yeah just to have someone die at the end you're yeah. gonna go through this whole bit you're gonna get like get to know them get to know their backstory and then we're gonna murder them right off you know like um that usually irritates the crap out of me uh they did it in a way of in this that i was more okay with in fact because i thought it was more impactful and 
it was such a great juxtaposition between the first half and the second half. The first half you're seeing um, machine working with uh, people and accepted as a colleague as like being held into a high esteem, essentially, uh, you know, and just being a part of society while the second half you're seeing a machine that is just strictly made for war and trying to work with people, trying to serve people and being absolutely hated, just straight up, like just, you know, looked down on. And it's very much two sides of a scene that you normally wouldn't be able to explain and to have it in the same episode, you know, looking at both sides of these uh, and the you know the more or less trying to be human factor but then bringing up all the opposition being like you you know uh north number two trying to learn to play the piano while um the composer is just like you can just download it and you know everything's you're going to be as artificial as all my synth you know uh equipment over there you know it's a simulated orchestra but none of it's real you know and that's like just like you uh and you know like that's you know it was it was very uh, impactful i thought uh so they did a lot of unique things in that and also just the way they carried themselves from then there on was you know it was it was pretty awesome i don't know um i didn't know like i said once again because i'm watching it for the second time i'm reading way more into this than i like i've got way more excited about this but like i said during the the initial watch i still i was really surprised on how good this was and i just thoroughly like i i probably thought it was um if I had to give it a number, I'd say it's an eight, easy. Uh, probably rewatching it, I'm probably saying it's, it's uh, it might be pushing to a nine. It once uh, you know you learn more about the new the subtle nuances. Uh, but as as what an eight means to me is it's a recommendation. Uh, it's it's something that I would most definitely be like, hey, if you like anything along these genres, most definitely give it a watch. Um, you know, it's I, you know, usually like a seven i would just be like yeah that's you know it's it's good you know go ahead you know like most definitely but i wouldn't go out of my way to tell my friends to be like dude you should probably you should give this a shot you should watch this but this is most definitely something i'm like hey if, if any of these things sound good to you you know um then for sure this give it a shot and try to watch it because this is uh i think it's 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 one of those that is going to be around and talked about for a much longer time yeah i think it will be talked about quite a bit for, for a long time. Um, it's, it's a very patient show. Um, you can kind of take that in a, in a bad way a little bit, but, but for the most part, like most anime, it just, you know, they try to just ram like to way too much stuff into 20 minutes. And this show, I, I can see why they wanted to do it. They, why they wanted to make each episode an hour, um, which is, man, that's a lot of, that's a lot of money poured into, um, a show for one season. Uh, cause that's basically, you're basically making a 22, 24 episode, um, season with an hour, uh, episodes and eight of them. So that's kind of the, the old school way, which takes like, it takes like two years now, um, for a lot of studios to actually get through that much anime. Um, sometimes more depending on the series, but yeah. Um, so all that stuff is, is, is pretty impressive. It's, it's, it's patient, um, and it's, it's good overall. Uh, I think some of the the stuff with the writing just to me is, it, it just doesn't hit me exactly right. Um, so I have to rate it. I for personally I have to rate it a little bit lower. I, I read it about a seven. 
um, just because the the animation and a lot of the world building and stuff is is really really great. Um, I did recognize the brow, uh, fifteen eighty nine scenes for what they were the the Sons of the Lambs, you know, basically just outright stealing of that. But I liked it anyway, and I I think I like brow. Uh, probably more than any any other character. Um, you know, spoilers. Uh, I won't say like exactly what, but like, um, until the end, I thought some of the stuff he did at the end was like, eh, that's a little bit too power of friendship stuff going on there. I I really, I I really wanted Brow to be like, no, I'm I'm a bad motherfucker. And I'm going to be waiting for you. I'm just waiting for my time to get out and kill you, Astro Boy. Um, which may, that may happen. Well, but anyway. He, um, actually, that's the thing, though. Um, okay. Spo- I, I got I Now yeah, that we're having this discussion, I got I to gotta spoil it to you now. <laughs> all right. So just all fucking red tape now. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Brawl probably killed himself in that last act. Um, yeah. So because of the fact that he states in the, he states in the very beginning, he's like, why don't you just pull this out of my chest and like, and kill me? Um, he, he says that. And so when he rips out the spear from his chest and hurls it at the, uh, you know, the American AI, um, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, you know, the thing is you got to also realize when this was made, this was made originally in, uh, it started in Oh three. Okay. Uh, it was it, the, 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 the manga manga run old, series. Yeah. So this manga run series was from 03 to 09. Um and hence the 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 reason why the um the the themes essentially about you know essentially Persia, which you know it's like and the prince and everything like that. It's it's you know, Iraq, essentially it's us Iraq war. Yeah, it's Iraq, yeah. you know, Saddam Hussein. It's those those are very much clear analogies. I mean, we went there and we didn't find anything, and yet we went to war. And we went there because of the um uh, the United States of uh, it starts with a T, I think, in the, uh, in this series. But anyways, it's essentially America had us go in there. We had an inspection team, couldn't find anything. We heard rumors, and so then we went to war anyways. Uh, and then you turn, lo and behold, at the end, it's like yes. And it, the um, the Americans they don't have a great superpower robot, but their AI had systematically killed, like orchestrated all this stuff to kill off all the heroes. Um, you know, and that was their that was their goal. Uh, the fact that they, uh, so funny, you know, interesting enough, like, you know, of course you find out or you can deduce early on, um, what happened to, uh, uh, um, uh, memories and, you know, about like what happened and like who was killed and all that stuff. You're like, you can kind of figure some of that stuff out for the missing memories. Uh, and then they finally blatantly say it at the end. Um, but what I didn't think about is. Adam goes ahead and downloads uh, when he when they share memories in the very like like episode the, the very beginning uh, after in episode two uh, after North Number Two dies um, puts the chip in and then in, when they're in the cafe leaves goes to the bathroom and starts crying before he leaves he said you and your wife are going to be okay and then goes to the bathroom and just starts crying uh, or at least he goes to the bathroom crying and then he says that you guys are going to be okay later on in the street but that's because and um. And then uh, he realized he was able to figure out those missing memories. Um, he knew oh. from at that very moment uh, because he has he has a better uh, AI, you know, he's a better processor essentially. So 
at that very moment, he already knew the whole truth. Uh, because and then later on, when he's um, about at one uh, point, about Gesicht and his uh, and his, his, his child and everything like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he knew all of it. Um, because at later on too, there's a line where he's in the um, it's like Doctor Tenma. Uh, he's he's in the car with him, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like. They said, "Oh yeah, uh, the only uh, the only case of recorded murder was uh, with Brow." And he goes, "Was that the only one?" Like and like fishing. I'm like, "Oh, he knows. Shoot, he totally knows the the real story." And the, you know, like so. That's, that's cool. It's it's really interesting that you know, like looking back, like, oh wow, okay, that does shit change the tonal shift. And but yes, it's um, but you got to realize the whole punk concept of Adam in general is his power source, you know, the kokoro, the the heart. So that's, you know, but uh, I don't know, just the way the way the story played out was really decent. The um, as far as humanizing everyone, I guess, you know, despite everyone, you know, like it was like, you know, uh, the dialogues between um, shoot uh, um, Pluto, not Pluto, I'm sorry. Um, you had Hercules and um the oh, what's his name with the photon energy the long haired guy Epsilon. I can't remember his name now Epsilon yes so like Epsilon and talking about like you know uh, Hercules giving him crap for not going to the war and stuff like that and he goes uh, and he goes well what did you take away from the war did you learn about humans hate and stuff like that you know it's just like their 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 dialogue was pretty solid I thought and uh, I mean Brando like hit learning Brando's history and then mm. having Brando just want revenge for um uh for uh bah, 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 um not north number two um the first one who died which was uh mont, mont blanc, mont blanc um, yeah. yeah so you know like because him and mont blanc were friends and you know, like it was you know but they're they're all machines but they all don't um you know but they and they're all like the seven strongest but they don't not all of them have met each other which was also a unique thing like yeah i know of you but i don't actually know you mm. um yeah i didn't think about that so it was just you know, you know, so it's just, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I was really impressed with how they did things. And, but yeah, when they, when they show Brando, uh, going into his, um, uh, Pancratian suit and he rip off his head and stat, like rip out his heart violently through his shirt. And I'm like, wow, that is a very vivid, uh, like image of how they like, I'm just going to transfer myself into a giant machine. Um, you know, stuff like that. It was, you know, well, they, that, and when they had, um, I'm sorry. No, I said I said I said Adam was talking to Tenma. Uh, that that I wrong doctor. Um, Professor uh, Ochinozu, uh, Ochino Mizu. Ochinozu, Mi, Mizu. Yeah. Um, tea sorry. water. Tenma. It, it translates to yeah. tea water. I was like, yeah. like they kept they were saying that because I was watching the English version and they were saying Ocha no Mizu, and I was like, that's tea's water. Tea water. Okay. And I mean, I. <laughs> I don't know. So that just that caught my uh, that caught my ear, and I and that's how I remember it. Anyway, go no, ahead. No, but the ten no, Doctor Tenla is like I'm listening to his voice. I'm like, wait a minute. Yep. I know you. Yep. And I'm like, I'm like, you're you're flipping Keith David. <laughs> and I I had to look him up, and IMDb yep. didn't have him. And I'm like, what? And I looked it up. I'm sure sure enough. I'm like, man, like, and the more he the more I listen to him, I'm like man did they typecast you like this is perfect they made like he actually he looks the he looks the mold i'm like and the just it just everything was like that is a really awesome casting right there i i loved it um it was funny because the first voice work i've ever heard him do is uh the arbiter from halo 
Uh, so, like, yeah, Halo 2. He's yeah, that's what I was thinking. I uh, can't remember who he was in Halo, but yes, I knew that he was in uh, he was in Halo. Yeah, it's just, uh, but no, it's, uh, I just, like I said, I just thought it was, you know, then I'm watching the, as he's animating and as he's lying, I'm like, I can see his face I as know. he's, like, it's, you know, talking. To, to me, I mean, I love his voice, but it's so recognizable that I couldn't really look at Dr. Tenma and not see Keith David. I just, I was just. But I also, I also thought they, they had enough striking resemblance, and I'm like, you know, I, what? I think so. that they probably also altered. I mean, it is true though. They, they, uh, he does. They keep the original mold, but you know, they are adapting faces a little bit because, granted, they don't have, um, like Ochino Mizu has does not have the comically large nose he does in the original, you know, kids cartoon, oh, yeah. uh, stuff like that, but. It's very much, but you can, it's very identifiable. You can tell, like, I actually like their imagination of um, Adam's bedhead, you know, because mm, yeah. he, he always has those, the flare in his hair, but it's all one solid, like, you know, metal, you know, like robot piece. Yeah. Um, and it was just, you know, but I'm like, you know what? Having that same style, but having it like more of like a bedhead thing, like that worked pretty well. And once, once again, the, the story was like the way they spun it and the way it came out to light, uh, trying to figure out. All right, you know, like the, you know, it's like uh, can't tell between uh, with uh, the uh, the main professor, the enemy, um, how he has two different uh, you know personas essentially, uh, but you know, and it's the a machine so perfect that it can lie, it can it's confused itself because it thinks it, it believes its own lie, yeah. you know, so. Um, and therefore, no one else can tell whether it's human or not. Uh, and then they even said, uh, even uh, Gazit said, like, I couldn't tell if you were human or not, but just now you told a lie, and, and that's when I knew you were human, yeah. or whatever. And like when they're at the um, bazaar, or the cafe there. And so that's like, but then it turns out Gazit was wrong. Uh, so, you know, that and uh, there was a reference in episode one, the... Um, North number two, uh, when he's when he's with the composer, he ends up the guy's telling his backstory, and he's just like, "Yeah, I had, um, you know, my eyesight went out. Um, a doctor came to me, and it wasn't until my second second watch, and the doc, you see the doctor come in, and you see a trench coat, and I'm like, or like a cloak, and I'm like, no, black. Oh yeah, yep, yep, you're blackjack." Uh, which is another uh another one of um um another creation from the same you know it's the same you know like so i was like oh that's that's great they hit a blackjack reference and because he, they even go to go out of the way saying he was an unlicensed doctor it costs a lot of money blah, blah blah like oh that's great uh i love how they hit they just threw that little easter egg there uh but i didn't catch that my first time through and so i'm still watching the rest of the series again and it's you know granted yes the the ending Adam is Adam, you know, and yeah. friendship power rules. Uh, and, you know, there is there is that. But at the same time, you've got to realize that they've finally, through the heroes sacrificing themselves, you know, um, uh, Epsilon, essentially, and before Epsilon, um, so, like Gazit and stuff, like they kind of connected with um, Pluto slash um, the AI, the main AI that's running him, the one, um, and I'm, Drawing a blank on his name now. Uh, Abula yeah, so was had, um, uh, was the dad, right? Yeah. The son was. Uh, it's over the nest, um, right? I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, and I 
don't let me have a quick look um yeah I, I can't remember the son's name but they um but yeah they end up finding like i said with him it's it's connecting to the person inside essentially right um but it was uh you know it was one of the things one of the things that's like yeah i'm surprised that they killed off everyone that they killed off i'm surprised that they they straight up buried adam like like midway through you're like oh, yeah. was not expecting that you know it's just like okay you know it's just uh very um bold i guess is the best way to put it you know and then of course um but yeah even mentioning how like adam mentions brow brow being able to having a perfect ai and then still being committing murder and still being like maybe he's the most human of us all you know it's just like yeah that's essentially you so, know uh so speaking the, Speaking of bro, yeah. I, sorry. Um, I just noticed that uh, I don't know if you know this guy, but uh, there's a guy. He's a pretty prolific voice actor, and he also has a channel on YouTube that's that's pretty funny. But his name's uh, Sungwon Cho, and uh, I just noticed that he did the voice of of bro, and I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of that's kind of cool. But anyway, he has a he has a pretty funny uh, presence on on YouTube as well. But anyway, okay. so you're yeah, saying I'm not familiar with them. Yeah, so it's just. No, uh, it's just that um, Osamu um, uh, Tensuka, the creator of Astro Boy, uh, so you know Blackjack, you can kind of, you know, you see the influence of you know just a lot of their the storytelling because they uh, there was other stories um, I believe created um, Kakaider, I think it was um, Android Kakaider, which is a essentially more or less. Um, a machine's uh a, you know a machine that doesn't realize it's a machine until it does and then you know the whole self-conflict of am i what am i alive what makes me human uh you know those kind of themes and that's a very common topic um you know it's just and it's very the, the been able to do steampunk or not steampunk but like um uh the yeah it's dystopian not... you know like but like you're talking about in an animated setting from way back in the 70s 80s you know oh, yeah. so like you know you're talking about old stuff that you know came around a long time ago um granted because of how old it was things like kakaider didn't get animated till like late 90s early 2000s i think it was early 2000s yeah um yeah a lot of so, that are you talking about more like cyberpunk not 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 steampunk yeah cyberpunk yeah i said steampunk and then i said no not that that, that uh -huh. wasn't right but yeah but so yeah like the, you know they kind of you're right like yeah. the cyberpunk I know that um, was it uh, that game slash that that board game slash uh, book called Cyberpunk that was the that was the beginning of that. Um, I, I think sometime in the late or late seventies, early eighties, or something like that was like the the very beginning of that kind of genre. Um, and uh, yeah, so before anything before that is the the idea is sort of there, but it's not really materialized in the way that we think about it now. A lot of that kind of that uh, solidification, I'll say, of cyberpunk as a genre didn't really come about until the 90s with like with like Johnny Mnemonic. Well, with a, a well, see, little that's bit the thing with... Is it's all, that's all Gibson, though, and Gibson was in the 80s. Uh, Gibson made uh, Neuromancer, which was, you know... And, yeah. um, Blade Runner, and, uh, stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, Andrew's dream of electric sheep, all that stuff. So that was all Gibson. Um, so I mean, the coining the term cyberpunk wasn't until later, but all that stuff was already there. Um, and the foundation was, you know, for quite some time. Like, uh, but yeah, 
I mean, like uh, the, the the ones you're talking about, like Neuromancer, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely a big, it's a big opener. But like, there's a lot of things in Blade Runner that, there's a, a lot of pieces of cyberpunk that are in Blade Runner. Um, but I feel like if you were going to make a truly cyberpunk thing, not that you have to do that, but like, if you're going to make a capital C cyberpunk thing, then it would have a lot of the elements of Blade Runner, but it would have to have a lot of the elements of of the Matrix and Giant Demonic and uh, Ghost in the Shell and stuff like that as well. Um, anyway, that's kind so of just that's, me thinking out loud. Yeah, well, I mean, it's that's where you know, like things. Uh, one of the one of the actually great scenes in um, Pluto was when you meet the um, the essentially the uh, the neo Nazi or whatever the 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 android uh, like <laughs> named Adolf, <laughs> like <laughs> yep. <laughs> A little on the nose, um, yeah, a and it bit. was just like. But when he when he's leaving when he's leaving his home, at him and the dude are like saying "death to the machines" yeah. or whatever. Um, and then it zooms out, and it's just his nice little country hill cul-de-sac on a floating like umbrella of a giant pillar of city, you yeah. know. And it's just like that's a great. And then you, all in the back is all just like city land, like high rises and stuff like that, very mechanical. But his little plateau was all green hills and like like trees and houses and i'm like yeah that's that must be expensive as get out to live there <laughs> yeah that's old money right there <laughs> yeah that's right so that was just um no the you know but like i said a lot of that uh original stuff was you know the concept of machine wanting to be man and yeah, i mean that's been it's a cyberpunk theme for you know a lot of anime too yeah. you know what, what what classifies this and that what makes so. like i'm not human so what makes, but I feel human, what makes a human a human? Um, if I download your memories 100% and I put you into a into an iPod and you can you can process yourself like you think you can think like the same way you are and you can still like and hate the same things. Uh, does that iPod make you, you know, is that your soul? Um, or is it a, you know, like, art, you know, it's like, yeah, what all that stuff. It's very much. Like I said, they bring it in, you know, they, they question that stuff without actually necessarily going too over the top in it. Uh, but they do express the the feelings and at the same time being like, uh, Her like Hercules is like, I don't, like, it's like, that's above me. I'm just a machine for war, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, he, he owns what he is. Uh, but it's funny because they say, they all call, they all say robot. They don't say machines. They say robot. I know. It's like, that's, I, I. Um, because it's Japanese, you know, and robot is not, I don't think it's a Japanese word. Um, they can kind of use that and it sounds, it, it sounds um, different, I guess, enough to them. I know it's not a totally different word, but I know they use it in, in passing and a lot of other stuff, but I kind of wish they had like, uh, like for Blade Runner, they don't call them robots or even cyborgs. They call them like synthetics or something. Right. So it's, a, that's a very different outside replicants yeah. replicants yeah that's it like replicants some something else uses synthetics but um that would be um aliens okay yeah yeah aliens uses uh, that word so calling them and I, I know there's only so many words you can use for basically robot but calling them something like that um i don't know somehow that is better than just referring to them as like a as like robot because robot has such a connotation of like just a unthinking machine um for us i guess 
Well, that's the thing is you also got to realize the original art style and all the con the concepts are like the retro futurism. So yeah. like what what the fifties thought the future would be. So it's like shining uh, cities and the train the bullet trains that look all like shiny uh, stainless steel metal and they have like the Jetsons future, right? Yeah. Um, in fact, actually, um, that was uh the very the 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 wife that because because uh, it visits in the very beginning. My wife was like it's like she reminds me of um rosie uh rosie uh from the jetsons yeah because she has that made look she's very much an old looking robot and she talks about how her she's an older model and she might not understand the processes of stuff um but i'm like oh yeah you know i didn't i didn't really think of that but that yeah they most definitely have it and you know they don't at that point you don't know that um because it's an actual you know like or you do now but like at the very beginning they hide the fact that because it's a robot uh and then you find out that he's you don't realize that he's one of the seven most powerful because you know, mm. when he meets Brow, Brow says, um, you know, one, like there's only how many are left. There's only like, there's only present company included. There's only six or five. I can't remember at that point who, who all died. I think North hadn't died yet. So he's like, there's six left yeah. present company included. And so it's, you can think it's because it, or you can think it's Brow because Brow is a, a machine that was capable of murder. Um, yeah. And he is still kept alive for reasons, you know, like, um, so yeah, that was, you know, that was an interesting concept. And, uh, but because of the, that retrofuturism, like, you know, the term machine, like really wasn't a thing. It was just a robot. And like, when you think about yeah. the original Met Metropolis, right. Um, you know, that's the, the bringing a machine to life, uh, or a robot to life. That's, yeah. that's kind of the concept, right? I haven't so seen it's... Metropolis in a long time. I don't even remember um, what was, what, what all was in that. Yeah. I mean, like, I, like I understand the reasons for it. I was just kind of like, man, I wish they had named it something other than robot, but because it was just kind of, it's like a word that's a little too, I don't know, a little too common. And now I see why, cause I never really thought about it, but now I see why they do that with, uh, with the other, other movies and stuff like that. But anyway yeah i mean you got it you got to make up your own thing and you know just uh to to make it different but at the same time it's like well but you're right depending on i mean it came know. first like it's kind of it's kind of um that's sort of the hard part about bringing back um the the early the earliest uh you know the earliest ideas source for so, yeah the earliest source material for basically a whole genre um, not that it's really totally cyberpunk, but like, but, uh, I mean, as, as anime and, and manga go, uh, Astro Boy in general is pretty, is, is, is pretty early. So taking from a lot of those ideas is, is gonna, is gonna mean, um, dusting off a lot of, a lot of those things. Um, so it's just par for the course, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, but I highly recommend, uh, anyone give this a shot if any of this sounds interesting granted if you listen to all this you've already spoiled it for yourself so you probably already watched it sorry um uh, yeah uh sorry not sorry uh yeah. give it a watch anyways uh i haven't spoiled everything for you there's, there's still a lot of good stuff in there okay, um, right. yeah, i mean uh but yeah it, it was just it was one of those things that i was pleasantly surprised i was amazed that it came out from netflix being like helping produce this uh especially since Netflix has such a crap track record. Just utter garbage has been coming out of there. Um, so this is one of the few first, like one of the few times in a long time, I feel anime-wise, I'm like, wow, this was super solid. I don't think it could have probably been done any other way without 
like the kind of money Netflix is willing to throw around and lose. So yeah, this is definitely the best thing of anime that I can think of off the top of my head from you know from Netflix. Um, at least when it comes to classic and classic, classic anime, because yeah. the only other thing thing I can think of is like the the old the original like when they were like Castlevania that hit really hard and really good. Um, I know they came out with the new Castlevania thing that I hadn't seen. Um, so yeah, it's just you know, but they come out with so much. If you told me Netflix was going to come out with something like this, or told me that they're coming out with this, I would have assumed they were going to do a really, really bad job of just doing that garbage CG that they love to use. Yeah, and I would have just, I, I would, I would want nothing to do with it. Um, but it turns out they went with a really good art style, like they went true to form. And you know what? If they do more like this, they'll be solid. I, at least I hope it gets the uh, recognition it deserves. Uh, because as much as I bag on all the other stuff, I really also at the same time would like to promote when they do it right. And this is them doing it right. So it's got a pretty close to a nine. Uh, it's got an 8.79 score from 10,000 users on my anime list. So, um, and I think I've seen some other stuff. I don't know what it's like on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. Those are usually harsher, but, um, as anime fans go, anime fans seem to like it. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if you made it to the end, uh, as usual, uh, thanks, and we appreciate it. Uh, you know, granted, well excused for anyone who dipped out early. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, as always, Nick, uh, thank you for uh, doing with this with me. And what is uh, this week's uh, words of wisdom you can give to the folks? Um, don't name your dog Pluto. Yes, uh, most definitely. Especially if you are the same um, species and dog owning a dog, that's just kind of messed up. Our Goofy and Pluto and I don't know. I always hated the um, uh, the concept of sentient animals and not sentient animals. Uh, it's not Narnia, okay? <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that, but okay. <laughs> what, Mickey is a mouse who owns a dog who's one, and he's friends with a dog. One dog can talk and he's more or less useless as a living being and then pluto is probably more capable as a living being but can't talk um so yeah it's messed up man <laughs> so on that note don't name your dog pluto uh and you know until next time uh take it easy guys bye <laughs>